0: out of the nightmare abyss of the piney woods of East Texas. The random horror show. The best in commentary and reviews in horror, sci-fi, fantasy, cult classics, and the obscure from film, television shows, and literature. Join our horror hostess, Keisha Lacey. She is scary, but random. Horrific.
1: the Random Horror Show. I am your horror hostess, Keisha Lacey. Coming straight, straight up the on-pod, better known as East Texas. And of course here at the Random Horror Show, I get silly, commentating being random as hell. In horror, science fiction, fantasy, pop classics, and the obscure in movies, television show, literature, and sometimes we throw a guest or two. And tonight I have a special guest here on the Random Horror Show, dropping by with his beautiful self. And I'm talking about the wonderful rock star, just amazingly, and also a filmmaker too, Kai Kaidro. Kai, how you doing? How you doing, love? You doing all right?
0: Yeah, th- thank you for having me, Keisha. Thanks for that intro, that was, that was, uh, that was lovely.
1: Oh, appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know doing pretty good. Um, How's everything over there?
1: Cold, it's cold, but it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. I'm glad it's really cold and like happy, you know, New Year's to you is 2024. Oh my god. Happy 2024 yes yes so like tell everybody tell my audience who you are what you do and everything else from hobbies to what you're working on take it away
0: so um i'm a i'm i'm a heavy metal musician uh solo artist um i'm a Uh, singer and I um, that all became compounded pretty quickly in the last year and um, uh, for the for for a long time I was kind of a I I'd pigeonholed myself into solely being a you know a filmmaker and being behind the camera and uh, eventually I realized that I had more to offer than you know just bossing people around and um, and Uh, once I took a step back from that, I started to focus on, um, the, uh, musical aspirations, which I'd always had since I was a little kid, but I never, you know, for whatever reason, you know, growing up, I was never around the right people or I never kind of got the, uh, uh, support or, uh, you know, good company I needed. Um, things really took off in the last year and it led me to, um, actually it opened a lot more doors for me cinematically, and uh, subsequently has gotten me uh, in front of the camera on a few things coming up and um my first uh single went live um this summer uh which was called "Postcoital coital pre-mortem and that's in the soundtrack for this film coming up called desert fiends um and it was a pre-license to it before we even recorded it which was uh when we had, a, we had like a rough kind of demo of it um what happened was uh, one of the, uh, the, the, producers, um, or music supervisors, uh, she put out a call on Facebook. They were looking for uh, cool alternative rock or metal songs. And, um, you know, I kind of just submitted to it unknowingly. Um, and, uh, I got a call back that they, they loved it and they wanted to, um, include it in the soundtrack for the film. And at that point I was suddenly informed that it was this huge all-star production that had a bunch of cast members from films that I've uh you know I grew up with and mean the world to me. Uh it's got Biling, who you know I know from my favorite movie of all time being The Crow uh with Brandon Lee she plays the character of Misha uh the uh you know she, the one who carves people's eyes out. Uh I met her a few months time. ago and yeah I know she was great. I love her. Super cool chick. Um it's got Biling. it's got um a few other cast members I have had the honor of meeting, like uh Eric Roberts, uh it's got Tom Arnold, uh, it's got Scott Taylor Compton, uh Lorella Linklater's a big one. Uh wow. she's really cool. Um uh Lisa Wilcox, uh and uh yeah, um it's uh that that was a big uh big step in the right direction. And um the producer, uh, Nicole Vegas, subsequently became a close colleague of mine, and um, mm-hmm. it's supposed to come out in the next year, and um, now we're in uh, kind of negotiations about um, uh, her and the director, Sean Phillips, their next film coming up, uh, which I think the Indiegogo is uh, launching uh, this next month. It's called Skate to Hell, and um, hope to be in front of the camera uh, this time. Uh, we'll see um, but, uh, yeah, so there's that. And, um, I released, uh, another single from the upcoming record, uh, in October. That one was called Redial for Remnants.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, we have a new song that we wrapped, the, uh, at the end of this last year. And it's coming out, um, on the 12th of January this month. And, uh, that one is called His Girl Friday the 13th.
1: Yes, I was intrigued when um that, that, I mean, I'm gonna say it like this, like that is really impressive, especially, you know, that a song that you um did, it just got so much like attention and then you met so many people that you just named. I mean, especially like Eric Roberts and, you know, we know that's the brother of Julia Roberts and yeah he was like really big like in the 80s and the 90s um films like eric roberts to me is still like that awesome you know kind of like little bit of brooding actor um and then of course you mentioned baling i love baling in the crow she was always intriguing and of course when i seen your um picture that you took with her on instagram i was like oh my gosh She still looks the same. She looks phenomenal and just still freaking hot. I'm like, damn, bitch, you still have. She is hot. Like, I was like, damn, I'm gonna grow up and be just like her. But I love like how she still is like herself, you know, she never changed anything, you know, or try to like slip into something different, but she is still herself, and that's like the thing that when I looked at that. Um, photo of you and her, and I was like, "Oh my God, that that is like so cool, like really, really cool." But um your uh, video post coital pre mortem. Now I watched that video. I love the whole style of that video, and it has that noir, you know, gothic feel with it. You know, you have a detective, and then you're dressed up in this really beautiful like red dress like the day you're singing with oh my gosh i was like lord jesus and it just took me back to like how in the 80s with new wave of like you know you have singers like um Philip oakley from Human League, prince you you know back then um you have that you you actually have this androgynous look and that is one of the things that like which well, I fell in love with phil Oakley because he was that had the androgynous look. And by the way, you are wearing an eyeliner like a beast. I fucking love that. But well, thank when you. I seen you, you're welcome. So when I seen you and then heard your music, it just brought me back to like my childhood of how much I love, you know, the androgyny look. And it also, I was reading that you are a big fan of Alice Cooper and Alice Cooper is one of my favorite, you know, artists. And I loved Alice Cooper ever since I was a child. And like the whole rock and roll scene, he was just so like freaking amazing. But um your music style, I really love it. It gives me that real like nice kind of like industrial 90s, but still have like that really grinding heavy metal feel with it. Um, Which is something that I really don't hear a lot when I DJ and like around where I live, but I'm glad that like the like whole heavy metal like rock scene is still like thriving. And is it like very prevalent like in where you at in New York.
0: Um, I want to say more so in uh, New Jersey, actually. I feel like in New York, maybe I haven't met the right people yet, but I feel like uh, New York is really like, I don't know, they're they're kind of like, uh, they're not as excitable about it, like within New York City. And they're very, uh, I don't know, kind of like boring and castrated and can't get into it. Whereas, you know, you go out into New Jersey, um, which is where all the horror conventions are. And it feels like there's a little more of a, I don't know, people out there are a little more like, down to earth or culture in that way um but uh yeah um i don't know i feel like from what i understand like that's more of a uh there's more of a contingency for that over on the west coast like in la like um there was this uh 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 rock publicist who i had a phone call with uh recently and um you know it didn't end up uh, she's super renowned and you know super expensive to uh you know retain her so obviously i had to you know put her on the back burner for, for you know hopefully a later date but um she was she was really nice um but we were talking and um when she was kind of riffing with me she was like you know like oh i could really see it like you know like kai most like controversial shocking rock frontman to come out of 2020's new york city and i was like well i mean i'd take that but like i don't think that would be much of a uh i don't think that'd be a hard thing to do because i feel like uh know if that like if i was living in la and and that like you know was suddenly like a uh a claim to fame or some kind of calling card like i feel like that would be like you know greater uh accomplishment but in new york city i feel like um i don't know i kind of feel like the odd one out but i've slowly been meeting people who um are not necessarily um you know aspiring towards that but they you know they're open-minded and they have you know a certain uh, musical uh, versimilitude or, or uh, versatility. And um, you know we uh, if for the next video we're getting ready to shoot for my song Read for Remnants." We're hoping to have like a few um, you know like a like a backing band in it. And there are a few folks who I've been talking to um, who uh, they they seem pretty cool. Um, and uh, the, I mean the other problem is that like uh, metal is such kind of a uh, you know, and, and rock, these are very broad terms. Um, and there's kind of a, uh, this like polarization where, you know, uh, there are like two, there are like one or two clubs that are supposedly like, you know, like metal clubs, uh, around here. Like there's one that, uh, my buddy used to go to and apparently, uh, Jessica Pimentel used to work there back in the day before, Orange is the New Black, and before she started her band, this, band, this uh, place called Lucky 13, and there's another place just like it called Kingsland, but uh, honestly, like, I've been there a few times. I think I got kicked out of Lucky 13 when I went there, when I was underage a few times, but um, yeah, like, but that, like, at a place like that, like, you go there, and, I, and, if, and you know, if, if me, if I say, like, oh, I'm, like, industrial, I'm in the vein of Rob Zombie, like, they're, you know, they're going to be like, that's for pussies man We don't like that i'm like what do you like and they're like the bands that play there are like there's no groove there's nothing it's like all these like ugly big bald bearded guys and it's like you know the drums sound like a typewriter and the Mm -hmm. guitar sounds like pulling a chain on a lawnmower and it's Mm -hmm. like what the fuck is this like i i don't know so and then the other side of that coin is you get you know uh you know, the bands were like, Oh, we're a rock band, but they have no like theatrical quality whatsoever. And I guess I'm kind of biased because that's how I grew up understanding music and the kind of music that I uh gravitate and aspire to make, you know. Um, but these bands that are in that like, you know, kind of like broy, boring boy next door, kind of like post-grunge pop punk, you know, type uh wave where it's you know, a bunch of like you know, boring guy, like a bunch of boring hairless guys in flannel and jeans just like staring at the floor, bitching up songs about girls and stuff. And it's like, there's no like hard yeah. kind of headbanging quality to it either. And yeah, and uh, that I'm pretty, I'm also equally unimpressed by it. And I uh, do not want, you know, I feel no association to uh, the other. And the other thing is, um, and with what you going off what you said a moment ago about kind of djing and club settings um that was sort of an aspiration i had that i was when i was talking to my guitarist and my producer for uh the redial for remnant song like it has you know because it's metallic but we wanted in, in its industrial quality we wanted to have kind of like oh this is like the song at the club that like you know like uh that have that kind of like upbeat like uh, and kind of electronic Big beats type essence to it At the same time yeah. um, And that was an, that was a fun experiment And the biggest compliment I, th- I think I got Actually was from a number of people Who uh, came to the same consensus Was that they were like This reminds me of the song From the, the opening of the Vampire Club uh, In Blade with, with Les- Wesley Snipes And I was like, shit, I'll take that Fuck yeah, fuck
1: yeah New order Yeah Yep I'll oh, yeah. it too, but um back to like your video on um, um you you directed it also
0: yeah yeah i did um and that was a, uh, yeah and, and the whole time i'm like directing and like very kind of down to business with a straight face i'm like t- in you know the red cocktail dress and i have blood splatter all over me and you know i'm like have the pearls and the satin gloves so I felt a bit like uh Ed Wood, or at least as he's portrayed in the Tim Burton movie with Johnny Depp.
1: Yes. Look, I have a the pearl necklace. Oh, it's
0: beautiful. <laughs> oh, how resplendent.
1: Yeah, I know. I Love always it. like kind of like bring out a prop or something, you know, in relation to like when I'm, yeah. I'm interviewing somebody. But um <clears throat> I really like the direction of, of, like, the way how you did the video. It it was just, like, you had, like, all this brine, this smut. And I really, like, just, like, I just savored it. I just, like, gobbled it up. And my eyes were just, like, just fixated on you. And then you had the sigh. And I was, like, okay, like.
0: Yeah, I believe, with all due respects. With all due respect to, uh, uh, you know, Alfred Hitchcock or Brian De Palma or whoever, you know, I, I, I think uh, size, those three-prong daggers associated with uh, martial arts, I think those are a lot sexier than butcher knives.
1: Yeah, they're offensive weapons also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I did some martial arts like back in the day and stuff, but yeah i love this i love that yeah we're gonna bring them back for
0: this next video too
1: oh hell yeah shit! that's what i'm talking about oh but the guy who like did who was the detective like and and of course like at the end you're smashing his eyes and i was like "Ah!" i'm like it, it was it just blew my mind and like who was that guy like how did you just make how did you just manage to like okay i'll be the detective i do all this and everything uh, else but he was like really uh, wonderful
0: no yeah no, he's one of he's a, a close colleague he's a really good dude i've known him for a few years um larry stephen hines uh he's a really good guy he so we shot the music video uh in the basement of this lounge on the upper west side uh, called Picarna, um yeah. and uh, he when I was location scouting it um he happened to be there and I've known him for a few years and he uh he uh you know sings there like every weekend so um and he's he has a he has a very multifaceted career so he's a, a lounge singer uh on top of that he uh I believe he was uh he was in 30 rock um and he his his big um i'm not sure which role or how big or or small but he's in, he was in there and his main thing that i think um gets a lot of traction is he tours around the country doing a sandy davis jr uh uh impressions like revival shows and uh, he uh and I, I believe on the law and order he's actually played a few detectives as well throughout the years um but like more modernized um so this was kind of similar but he was we went more for like classic like 40s like fedora and trench coat and you know being overly you know uh enamored and overly trusting to a fall of you know Mm -hmm. the the blonde and the with the the pearls Right, Uh, right he's a good he's a good dude and um he's he uh the other thing is that you know I've known I you know he we've known each other for for a while and um he was one of like the few like male actors in our budget range and our um time window who uh I you know who I knew was cool and like was you know was all you know wasn't going to be I'll just come out and say a lot of guys are pussies about you know uh getting intimate with another guy on camera um but you know Larry Larry's like me you know like he's 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 cool he just you know he's not a he's not phased too easily. Um, and that, uh, that made him, you know, kind of him, him along with me and the DP and, um, the, uh, uh, makeup of the Vex artists, the four of us together, you know, we made for a pretty, uh, great force of, uh, unshockable nature. And, um, he was especially a trooper about, uh, the, uh, the eye gouge prosthetics. Cause those like, uh, those looked like they were kind of difficult to endure. Cause, uh, he, Uh, my, the, our, uh, makeup effects artist, who's a, uh, the special effects artist, who's also a great friend of mine, Sarah Freerichs. Um, she had to use prosthetic skin tape to safely tape his eyes shut and then Mm -hmm. apply the prosthetics over them. And then she had to help him like holding his hands, like, you know, and set him down on the floor and position him right. And he just kind of had to, you know, listen, you know, it was like, you know, metaphorically blind leading the literal blind. (laughs) and yeah but uh it it worked out and um you know i i just had to be careful about how hard i was like gouging out the prosthetics i didn't want to you know like i don't know it all worked out like um and uh i i really like his performance too in, in there i think uh he was pretty uh you know for how short notice it was and for how like you know all the weird shit like uh you know the the like the porn scrapbook that's yeah. uh you know hidden in the bible that has like all the weird cutouts and everything uh and him you know getting off to it and then like the post not clarity of you know like the suicidal urge holding the gun to his head before he gets his eyes gaged out while i dry hump him like yeah he was he was great he was super professional super gentleman like i love him larry's a good dude and i i hope to work with him uh again soon
1: well it like shows like in the video like how everything just worked out perfectly you know yeah. with the special effects makeup and then like how the subject matter was in it and of course the subject matter was like he opens up the bible and there's like all the nudies and the porn and stuff and i was like wow and i was sitting there thinking i was like that is just some east texas shit right there you know we're god you know i'm a god for man but you know you open up your you know have your hidden you know stuff of like your porn stash and i was like yeah
2: yeah
1: i was like yep like that's basically like how some of these motherfuckers down here roll <laughs> so <laughs> and yeah I, and you'll notice an adult film store too so yeah you you have a, oh like, no way really like oh oh I hope you don't tell nobody. I'm like, bitch. I don't even fucking know you. Just get your fucking porn and go.
0: Is that how small the town was?
1: Um, no. Or so or, awesome. or
0: or maybe it wasn't that small. It's just that they were that. They were just that fucking paranoid, right?
1: They were that paranoid. They were very, very paranoid. And I'm just like, oh man,
0: nobody <laughs> cares. No, no, I mean.
1: Double fisted, you know, dildo and like, you know, whatever, like gonzo porn that you're getting. We don't give a fuck. I'm just getting your money. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. One of my, like, I guess guilty pleasure. I don't know. I just like kind of like making fun of it because it's one of those things that's very pervasive and it's heard everywhere on like the family friendly grocery store radio. But it's so, like, you know, explicit is a, a fucking, uh, the jay giles band their their song my angel is the centerfold the na na, na 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 yeah super super fucking cheesy it's it's very much a product of its time like what what always cracks me up about that is like when i first heard that like pornography and girly magazines and everything were before my time because i was born in 2001 i think by the time i was born it was all on the internet uh but like when i first heard that i had no idea what they were talking about and i was like like what is this, like the Angels in the center field? Is that like the Angels in the outfield like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt Little League movie? Like what the fuck are they talking <laughs> about?
1: Oh. oh shit. And then I, they're up there. I would get confused too if you know if you didn't know what that song is.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz I I you know I was I was born like after that, you know, in like the digital you know, era. So I never had to go through I never had to endure the travesty of like lending your porno mag to your buddy and then it comes back like with splooge all over the pages. So uh, oh man, yeah.
1: I have a story about that. When I worked at the, you know, adult film store and yeah. when I got there and you know, they are taken me all around like this is this and that and everything, blah, blah, blah. And they like told me they're like, hey you need to be careful of getting the dvds out because it was a lot of it was physical copy and I was, I was like okay because a lot of times there's like jizz on the dvds so when yeah. they turn them in through the slot we have to like pick them up with the tissue and re- and you know wipe them off there's like some jizz on there because you have idiots out there they will sit there and like watch these movies and you know at home and they bring it back like it was like a blockbuster basically what it was and of course you have like your novelty toys and so on and so forth but they were with with jizz on it it's nasty
0: that's pretty horrifying like yeah i mean i i commend you for having endured a job like that that's i don't even know know what to say about that one um i mean i don't know um i've never actually i've always been like a kind of uh foreign in these conversations because i actually uh i've never actually really consumed pornography i've had like a lot of like friends who have tried to you know show me like like they think that they actually like for like cinematic purposes they'll they'll like try to like say like you got to watch this is actually legitimately good and then like i'm like no this is not you don't you're not you don't appreciate this for artistic merit dude um but no i i have a uh i've always had i've always been in dad with a really you know active imagination so i've been yeah. i've not been uh cruxed upon uh physical media so yeah i count myself blessed <laughs>
1: well you know when um it's actually it's pretty low vibrational but you know the stuff that they do but you know i'm like it's a job um i know like yeah. a lot of people look down on them and i was like but it's still a job it's still acting and yeah you know, i, I yeah. mean to
0: kind of send it to anyone who like works yeah. on it per se i mean
1: yeah
0: you know that's how a lot of people i mean how wes craven worked on it uh, you know for to feed himself, you know, as like a job for hire early in his career. And I yeah. think, um, I think Rob Zombie, uh, he early when he was close to my age, like he like designed like girly magazine covers. So yeah, I mean like, Hey, a job's a job. I don't know, right. you know, no shame. Um, but, uh, going back to the, the video, one thing on, you'll notice, uh, or I don't know how noticeable it is, but, uh, amongst all of the, uh, the classic movie starlets, um, Many of which were, uh, you know, uh, Hitchcock girls um, mm-hmm. in the, uh, you know, whose faces are cut out and plastered over, uh, you know, nude bo- uh, model bodies in the the detective's porn stash. Uh, the one who I I, I kind of went easy on and is like the least butchered is uh, Kim Novak, uh, because mm-hmm. she's actually still amongst us. She is 90 years old this year. So uh, I <laughs> out, out of out wow. of respect for, for those still amongst us, I wanted to like you know leave her alone but <laughs> so she's just there you know just just a, a cut out of her as she is yeah um so you have, yeah
1: but, but you have like the influence of like alfred hitchcock um i remember the alfred hitchcock hour back in the day which yeah. you watching show, show like of course like psycho the birds vertigo all of those hitchcock movies um that i watched as a kid and then, you know, Rob Zombie, you know, like I said, I did my research on you. And also Sam Raimi and Tim Burton. So, like, what was, like, the attraction to of, like, all of these people of having, like, such a big influence not only just in film, but, like, the style of film of, like, how they create, like, you know, like, the gothic, you know, horror person, like, Tim Burton. He has, like, that gothic horror, and I love, like, him and was this movie this movie uh, back in the 90s called singles and he did
0: oh oh yeah yeah i love it yeah when he went he uh did the dating video for uh fonda's character yeah yes
1: yes i remember that i remember that like just vividly and i was like oh that's tim burton
2: (laughs) But yeah, like, what was like it, even like,
1: that magical influence about all of these people that have like such like a huge impact on your life, and especially with your music and your filmmaking uh, and so on and forth in your craft.
0: Well, I think in in the really early, I'm talking like when I was like three, four years old, like really early on, it was just. uh You know, like any little boy, especially back in the 2000s, back when uh, superhero films were an occasional treat that, like, broke new cinematic ground even sometimes. And they weren't, like, a constant, you know, diet that you got a new one every month. Um, uh, You know, Sam Raimi, you know, having, you know, uh, done Spider-Man and Tim Burton having done the uh, Batman movies that were a little before my time, but I was, like, watching incessantly on DVD um, you know, I was kind of equally enamored with the, uh, you know, the cinematic personality more so, just as if not more so than the characters that, you know, of course, any, you know, any wee lad loves. And, um, that led me to, you know, kind of digging deeper and searching for, uh, you know, more of that uh, outside of those characters. And that led me to, you know, retroactively discovering um, with Tim Burton, you know, all of his movies um, and with Sam Raimi, like discovering Evil Dead and, uh, you know, how he started out as a, you know, as just like, you know, some kid from, you know, middle America town. And he went and he, with his friends, you know, made a movie out in the woods and everything. And um, then I think, uh and both both of them i think especially sam raimi uh you know were and, and most most filmmakers you know have some kind of hitchcockian influence because he was just you mm-hmm. know he was around that long ago and it's been so long um yeah uh i don't know with uh re- i remember watching rear window when i was 11 and uh that was the first time that i felt so like you know uh immersed in a you know in a film in its universe and uh kind of the way that it explored uh, the you know the character's psychology uh with the camera and just you know um you know these kind of it, it kind of portrayed these very uh I i I'm I guess, you know, like quote unquote non-cinematic feelings very cinematically, like, you know, kind of being suspicious and th- having a hunch about something and then you know, kind of like the, the burning, you know, urge to, uh, prove it. Um, you know, and kind of the, uh, a lot of the, a lot of great, uh, like kind of quiet facial acting with Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly and, uh, Raymond Burr, especially as the villain across the street. And, uh, yeah. Um, then, uh, you know, um, Rob Zombie, I mean, I was I always loved his music. He was always one of my biggest musical inspirations. And uh, then his films, you know, I think that was kind of the big catalyst and turning point with me um, when I realized that, you know, that you can do both, you can be both, you know, a musician mm-hmm. and also, you know, have a cinematic life as well. And it's possible. And I feel like what especially Rob Zombie and Tim Burton have in common and that that stood out to me is that they're, they're like you know there's not these boring you know like you know suit wearing you know castrated you know direct director type guys who you know yeah. are very like by the books and down to business they're uh very uh you know they they have uh they come from kind of a different art form like tim burton was an artist and a sculptor and a stop-motion animator um and uh you know i think uh, and of course Rob being a uh, being also an do uh, also visual arts but also a musician you know I, I identify with that I feel like the best films come from people who uh, you know the best filmmakers are the ones who uh, are also having to have a you know a variety of a uh, of artistic uh, alter egos you know and they they bring that perspective to uh, to film yeah
1: um. Particularly uh, Sam Raimi, like Sam Raimi's like work is very like prevalently known um, with my kids. And, you know, because I introduced him to um, Evil Dead and then um the Spider-Man movies that he did with Tobey Maguire. Uh, my daughter loved them. You know, she was, you know, she was born in 99. So she grew up with like seeing yeah. Raimi's work um through yeah. spiderman and you know evil dead and so anything that we see you know of course ramey did uh dr strange and of course we love that right there the, the dr strange the uh the uh, second one the um sequel oh
0: um, yeah the the, the it. multiverse it was, it was like yeah. so
1: it was like so bloodless but i was like how did ramey pull that off but ramey's style you know um it's it's you you just recognize like his whole style of like how he moves the camera, you know, pans the camera out um, and Evil Dead too, which is actually like saying the remake of Evil Dead like uh, premiered on my birthday, March 13th and I was nine years old and I love you know, that. Wow. And, and I could not believe when, I, and that was one of my first movies when I was 16 I don't know what was it. I think it was just Bruce Campbell's, like, chin and everything I love. Like, mm-hmm. I love some Bruce Campbell. Actually, I've seen him, I him years ago. And I was, and he said something. He was, like, being a talk show, like, game show host. And he was talking to me, like, for me to ask, you know, answer the question. I'm, like, froze. And I was, like, oh, my God. But Bruce Campbell said something to me. But, um... But when um, I watched Evil Dead, I love like the whole like slapstick comedy with it, but it was still scary as hell. And so, um, you know, ever since then, I've just been a fan of like Sam Raimi, you know, uh, Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead, all of that. Um, Rob Zombie. I remember when he came out with White Zombie. Shout that- out. He was just jamming like a motherfucker, and I love the bass player, like Sean, oh my gosh, I wish I had all that hair, and like was rocking that bass, and, I, and that was like a big influence, like, especially like in the 90s when he came out with White Zombie, and then when he started getting into um film, House of a Thousand Corps, people did not like it, but hey, guess what, it's on like so many like fans it became a cult classic i mean even the weird part when the rabbit you know she was dressed up like the rabbit and she was trying to get away and you had like dr satan it was just like so odd but i liked the oddity of it because it didn't match but it did like go together and he always, you know, how he, like Rob explained it, he always liked the redneck, hillbilly, you know, kind of culture with it. You know, his um wife Sherry is in it with that laugh. Child, I was doing that laugh scaring everybody. <laughs>
0: oh man, that holy shit, that's pretty good. It sounds just yeah, like her.
1: Yeah, I I I have been doing that laugh for a while. I just haven't I just haven't done it in a while, but I love sherry moon when she did that laugh and it was like i I was just so happy to watch this film because not only i know rob zombie as like the singer musician and everything that i'm like shit this dude fucking came out with a horror movie i'm there and i loved it and my sister and i we love the devil's reject that is our favorite fucking movie the yeah, devil's for me too. That's my, yeah. my sister's favorite movie.
0: Yeah, no, it's mine, it's mine too. I felt really blessed. Uh it's like a, it's like a three-way tie between Devil's Rejects, The Crow, and Rear Window, but the Devil's Rejects, like, holy shit. Yeah, I i felt really, really uh privileged in the last year to to meet um Lou Temple, uh Adam Banjo, and uh actually a couple wow. times now I've met I've met William Forsyth, and he's a uh, He's a really cool guy and it's funny cuz you know like the sheriff uh Sheriff Wade he's like the uh, walking talking figure of intimidation and, and, but like yes and William Forsythe is like the, the 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 sweetest guy ever he's like the most down to earth guy ever um yeah I love him he's great
1: You know I've seen him in Houston um back in August, it was the um, Houston Horror, Horror Film Festival, and I seen yeah. him, and all of a sudden, I was like, I'm scared to go over there and say hi to him because of his yeah. characters. His characters scared the shit out of me. What yeah, he I feel like, like fantastic. But I was just like, oh, it's him, and I was just like, oh, okay. I don't know, I got a little shy with, like, i don't know why i get really shy with people i was even shy meeting like tom savini
0: oh i heard heard he's a he's a he's a real nice guy though right
1: he is he's really nice you know there's like those stories like some people met him they're like oh he's this like oh he wasn't nice but he was like really nice to me uh we took a picture together and i'm sitting there flubbing like just stumbling all over my words just stuttering because it's tom savini and i and i told him i was like look dawn of the dead 1978 i was born in 78 you know you scared the shit out of me with your makeup and he was just getting on you know really getting um down his craft you know of like special effects and practical effects and I know those zombies were, like, blue as fuck. And I was like, boy, these zombies are ashy as hell. You know? <laughs> and I was like, they need some Vaseline. They need some lotion. But it still scared the shit out of me as a kid just watching it. And and he just got so, like, just amazingly great, you know, all through the years. He has, like, a um, special effects school in um, Pittsburgh. You know because that's where he's originally from so there's a people that go there to join his like school to like learn from the best i mean there's like so so many like people out there that are like really amazing especially in the special effects um, department but i met tom savini and i was just like I, i'm like my little dream just came true you know <laughs> ever since i've seen him um and from Dustin Dawn, he played like was the, uh, his character Sex Pistol, and he actually uh, oh, yeah. autographed me that picture and everything. And uh, oh, I was it's... telling my brother that, and I was like, he, I said, Tom Savini, he's like, Who? I said, Dustin Dawn, the dude with the dick, dick pistol, the dick, but he's like, Oh, oh, okay, I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like man that's pretty cool i was like yeah i know i was like i was tongue-tied you know talking to him but it, he was he was great he was really um uh, he was, a, he's such a gentleman he was he was such a gentleman but it's it's pretty cool i mean because you uh not too long ago like met um kathy i'm gonna mess up her last name but more moriarty oh uh
0: yeah kathy moriarty
1: there you go, Kathy Moriarty. Cause I'm bad at like butchering people's names, but I love Kathy though when she was um in Soaps.
0: Oh, she's 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 that's like her masterpiece. I love her and there uh all the scenes where she's uh like uh seducing Robert Downey Jr. and she's like out to get Sally Field. She's so good. Oh,
2: yeah, and but in the. The show, she's, she's so the shining star. The
0: yeah. I mean, I feel it way about any movie she's in, like uh, like Neighbors with uh Dan Aykroyd and uh. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah No, oh she's my. she's amazing.
1: She, uh, when you I seen that, I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, I have not seen her in a while, but. Every time I see like a movie of her, like Casper, you know, yeah. or, you know, Raging Bull. I mean, she's she was like very, very beautiful, and she just had that oh, yeah. very, you know, just very her voice. I was just like, damn! I wish my voice was like that. I got this squeaky ass mouse voice. I'm like, ugh. But her, it was just her whole presence and with that voice and the way how she moved. I mean, it was like she commanded everything like in her goals of like being that person. And when I seen yeah. her, I was like, Oh my gosh. And you were like painting her nails. I was like, that is so cute.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, that, that was a truly a surreal moment. And uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, a few growing up, you know, having seen all those movies. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I was, pretty in love with a number of those characters. Uh, so that was like a boy's dream come true there, you know, her having me, uh, you know, and she liked my nails so much. And she was like, uh, the, the way I had them paint at the time. And she was like, oh, can you paint mine? And I was like, holy shit. And, um, you know, she was very cool. I mean, actually, because I, I showed up there hoping to meet her, like she was kind of uh, at the, the convention center. And then I was like, oh, I wonder where she is. And then like, I, I was kind of wandering around, like trying to figure out which room she was in. And I, the, you know, the, the, I'd stumbled into one room and I was looking around and suddenly I hear like, uh, wait, who is this guy? He looks just like me when I was young. And I, I'm like, what? And I turn around and I'm like, wait, that's Kathy Moriarty? And we, that, the, the, the ice was instantly broken. And, uh, yeah, I, I like her. She was very, she's like, uh, well, for all our characters, were kind of like, you know, uh, you know, deviant she's just like them but like the the good the good version you know of that you know she's very uh outspoken and i'm um, very uh I don't know, she's just very uh she's very radiant um she's fucking awesome i, lo- I love kathy moriarty um was very cool uh definitely one of the one of the best uh, entertainers who i've had the honor of meeting uh yeah i know it was it was surreal i
1: bet it was i mean shoot like it's Kathy Moriarty, and then you are just like da da da, da da da. Just like oh shit, hey! <laughs> but I know yeah. I that was like a really like just just an amazing experience and very surreal to like. And they always say never meet your heroes, but I met one of my heroes, and he was super nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I yeah that I I think it's worth the risk. <laughs>
1: I think so too. It's worth the it. risk. It's like, eh, you know, might as well take a chance, take, take that risk, you know, cause if you don't, then you're going to regret it.
0: Well, yeah. Cause I mean, I, mm-hmm. the part of what brought on me finally getting in front of the camera and also, you know, um, beginning my music life, you know, uh, was, you know, meeting a number of these people and then, you know, speaking, uh, you know, you know meeting like the stars so to speak and them saying like hey you know i really think you know you really have potential you know it was back before i ever i ever expressed any of that saying like oh you you're you know you would you 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 seem like you're so photogenic you should get in front of the camera or you man you really i i I feel like you'd, you'd you know really kick ass you know uh singing and um that was something that i wasn't getting from the uh people around me who i was working with because a part of the whole thing and it's all bullshit, is like you know um when you know when you're you know trying to do anything uh artistically oftentimes like you're not going to get any support from your peers because they're i don't know like it might be that i was amongst the wrong people and maybe i was amongst you know people who you know uh were of, like homogenized taste and they you know yeah. i or, I you know, I was amongst people who, like, you know, for, for whatever reason, they're not going to say, you know, they're not going to, like, the people who I made, like, you know, whatever shit I made, you know, from ages, like, 18 to 20 with, like, they're not going to tell me, like, you know, they're, what Kathy Moriarty said, you know, like, they're not going to say, like, they're not, like, because like, they're, they're, they're too concerned about themselves, and, you know, their egos are trying to get their foot in the door, so um some of the you know and having met and you know a number of my favorite entertainers that's where like the biggest um spiritual nourishment uh has come from actually awesome.
1: Awesome. well are you ready for some random trivia
0: let's do it let's bring it on i'm ready for it.
1: all right now of course like here at the random horror show where i have random trivia It can be from movies. It can be from music. It can just be something just stupid as hell. But, hey, we're here to have fun. Bring it on. Uh, All right, now. Okay, then, Kai. All right. First random trivia question. Name the title of this psychological um, thriller that is a new award 2021 film directed by Guillermo Del Toro with a star-studded cast.
0: Is that Nightmare Alley?
1: you are so correct okay now here we go now this one is going to be two parts. two parts it's a two part one right here you should get this one right here i kind of i kind of went a little bit you know easy on you <laughs> i did you should know this but if you don't okay i, I, I understand so First part question. Can you tell me Alice Cooper's real government name?
0: It's like Vincent Damon.
1: There you go. Or
0: or some, I I may be butchering his last name. It's like Damien Damon. I don't know. I've, I've, I haven't, I haven't stalked him enough to, you know, Yeah, doesn't have a memoir that I can dig through. I've just watched like his interviews (laughs) and stuff, you know.
1: Yes, Vince or Vincent, that's correct. Just his first name. Now, this is the second part of that question. In this 1984 horror film, Alice Cooper plays a rock star that goes back to his childhood home to record a video, a music video. What is the name of that film?
0: Holy shit, I don't know. Can you please tell me so I can go and watch it?
1: <laughs> and it's another favorite um horror movie of mine. Monster Dog.
0: Monster Dog. Yeah. See, this is why Monster we're, we're doing this to commune. Yeah. And to gotcha, yeah. I mean, um
1: and he's out of his know, makeup I'm- too. He really is. He's oh. out of makeup in this film right here because I was like who the hell is that and i mean i'm about like because it came out in 84 i watched it on d you know VHS so i was like six or seven so i'm living i i just like who the hell is this and i looked it was alice cooper i was like no that's not alice cooper that's not oh, wow yeah he looks so different you know, without his makeup, but then he put some makeup on. And I was like, Oh, okay. Then that's sounds to But yeah, Oh, now cool. the
0: coop is here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's cool. also, a great, yeah. Well, my he's another, uh,
0: cool. he's another great guy who I was very lucky to meet. Uh, I think it was last month, month before last. He was a cool dude. That's
1: fucking awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm jelly. Yeah,
0: yeah jelly. no, it was, it was, uh, it was a long journey, uh, to Philadelphia, the middle of nowhere in Philadelphia, uh but uh yeah i know he was uh for monster mania but yeah i know he was a great guy
2: yeah i yeah, wrote his
0: bible verse on his uh the uh, the i we took a photo together that he i then printed out and he autographed and he uh it's I think it's galatians 220 is his bible verse but uh yeah he's a good dude
1: yeah, he, I remember he used to get, like, a lot of flag back in the day, but he happens to be, like, a really, like, cool Christian guy. I mean, he's, like, big into Jesus and stuff. And people well, are that- like, oh, he's he's all like this, but he was just – that was his shtick. He was a shock rock rocker and everything. He was shocking people. That's the reason why I love Alice Cooper because he – I love the guy because he did that, but then when you're, like, in his personal life and all that, he's just a real cool you know guy and you know people just thought the wrong thing about him but i was just like yo he's just singing rock and roll and everything he, fucking lucas
0: cool. yeah well yeah that's my whole thing um is that you know i always gravitated towards um because i think music you know perf- you know performance wise and you know in the writing process and everything i think to me it was essentially you know the personalities i gravitated towards and uh It was the same thing as acting really um and you know for some reason a lot of people don't make that correlation you know a lot of people recognize that say alex delarge um you know people recognize that he's not that malcolm mcdowell is not alex delarge from clockwork orange you know they they know malcolm's you know the good good guy goes home you know after work playing whichever crazy character uh people recognize Mm -hmm. that like you know uh Sharon Stone isn't Catherine Trammell Tremaine basic instinct it's a character but people don't really make de- for some reason that people don't delineate that with music um and then that's where you get you know the Alice Cooper's and the Rob Zombie's and the Marilyn Manson's you know uh people you know for whatever reason like people take that face value and to me it's like well it's just a fucking character you know and that um you know i that's, you know what i aspire towards you know it's like i it's it's acting uh you know I, and I, I get it you know because i think because people kind of are i guess are accustomed to uh music that is autobiographical in essence you know there are a lot of you, know, you, get, you get a lot of that and i want to say like country and indie rock like mm-hmm. dolly parton is dolly whether she's on the record or not and uh like elliot smith god rest his soul is like elliot you know in character or not, you know, um, and I respect that, you know, and I, I, you know, I love both of them, but, you know, to me, like, that's just not what I, what I'm interested in doing with myself personally. To me, that's like saying like, as an actor, I have to play, you know, boring every day, like, you know, just fucking guy on the street or like saying that I as, you know, as, as a, as a filmmaker, I have to, you know, I can't make genre pieces. I have to make boring, fucking drama pieces where it's just people like you know in their everyday life and everything resembles reality and the whole film is you know cutting back to the character's stupid iphone screen it's like fuck that you know it's like create alternate universe
1: you're damn right i can't do boring so yeah cheers to alice I can't do cooper i can't do basic shit i'm like i'm too fucking yeah extra. i can't do basic shit Let's go ahead and we'll start resuming the third. This is with the third one. I know this one is gonna be like silly as hell. since you are a New Yorker? Do you own a yeah. pair
2: of?
0: Tim's? I'm sorry.
1: do you own a pair of Tim's?
0: I don't know what those are, but I don't have them.
1: You know what that's that's pretty cool. You're the first person that I know that's from. That lives in New York that don't own a pair of Timberlands. Oh,
0: Timberlands. Yeah. No, yes, no, I don't yes. own those. No, 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 no. I don't have those. I have a uh, Harley Davidsons.
1: Yo, you know, I was in Nashville and they had some Harley Davidson boots because you know Nashville's like I don't know, like they're more serious into like wearing cowboy boots than they are in Texas. We just i I'm walking around I'm like, damn, I'm mean, I serious with that shit. So I walked into this store and they had nothing but cowboy boots. But I seen some Harley Davidson boots that's like right up to the knee. I was like, now nah, I want those. Those are like my type of boots that I love to wear. Yeah, cowboy boots. No, fuck that shit. Um, I
0: tried. Uh, like, I I. But- I'm well. I'm assuming that because it's New York, that Timberlands are totally like. What the hell? Those aren't cowboy boots, are they? No,
1: Timberlands are not. Okay, boots.
0: okay. Yeah, I They're thought like, not because it's yeah. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, I,
1: I, nah, nah. I
0: thought not, but well, I would okay, well, I would sooner, and I actually have no, I have no issue with wearing cowboy boots, but I would, I, I would, I feel like I don't know what Timberlands are, like off the top of my head, but I feel like I would sooner wear cowboy boots than Timberlands. So, you know, okay. I, would just, okay.
2: I would just, I would just, I would just
0: kick it like the uh hellbilly you know i would just like i was one of the rob zombie characters you know um like that Timbs i think they uh
1: like, they look kind of like construction boots but they come like in different styles they were like very very popular like in the 80s especially in the 90s excuse me especially like with the hip-hop community then it just like grew and grew like people like you know just like hey i want my yeah. Tims you know, and stuff and in it Come right. down here, and there's people that worse you know, Timberlands. And I'm just like, What are you kicking? You know, we, I'm like, Never mind. I don't owe a pair of Timbs, I'm just being silly with you. Tell you this, no, shit, I, I,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, uh, well, the one thing I don't know if if anyone else like out there knows what the hell it is, but one thing that I was totally foreign to me, and I move here, and like everyone has it. I'm getting really fucking tired of seeing. I'm getting really fucking tired of seeing Canadian goose jackets. You know what those are? Oh, oh, wait. Those are those outside New York City?
1: Not really in particularly, but we do have people that are from that area. They do wear that. It's just very okay, rare getting- to see it. To me, Very it's just
0: rare. like, I'm, I'm like, is this like the, the fucking New York City version of like Izod or Abercrombie and Fitch or something? Like, I mean, I don't care where you want, but like, I'm just getting tired of it. It just feels like the fucking, like, you know, whenever I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, speaking uh, acrimoniously uh, about uh-huh. like the, you know, about like, all, like, you know, these like boring city fuckers, I'm like, these goddamn fucking, you know, Canadian goots wearing BMW driving fucking. Cocksuckers, you know, like. <laughs> oh shit! I'm fucking deceived
1: on that. I'm yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, at least it's not like down. Here. Well,
0: does it doesn't. They don't. They don't look cool. Like, like, like. I'm sorry, yeah. but like, 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 they don't look cool and badass or whatever. Like, if it was like, you know, those like. 'Cause it's one thing if you're getting like, you know, designer clothing or whatever that like, you know, they're like super expensive stuff that looks cool, you know. Like I get why people yeah. go to Harley Davidson and they get those like fucking uh like those like Vince Neil like leather vests that cost like a gajillion dollars. Like I get it, it looks cool and sexy. But like what the okay, what the fuck is cool about uh about the the Canadian goose jackets and what the fuck I mean a different you know, species of uh you know cars. But what the fuck are cool about BMWs? I don't get it. Like I get it, like I get why, you know, it's like if it was some like James Bond car or you know, or like, you know, some like Batman car or whatever, you know, some like cool you know sports car. Like, okay, cool. But like it's a fucking ugly preppy fucking car. It's a fucking ugly preppy dorky jacket. You just look like a fucking dweeb. Like what the hell is the hype here? It's like Someone put a fucking stupid label on something and jacked the price, and that was enough for people to drink the Kool-Aid.
1: Labels, I know you're not a brand person. I'm not a like big brand person to say, and I did go to uh, college for you know fashion mer- merchandising. I'm more glad about the quality, but, you know, you do have people that think like you have like a name brand thing that's supposed to like bring you like big, you know, like, oh, you know, notice me. But really, it's like a poor people mentality, because if you're sitting there and you're buying like these name brand things and thinking like, yeah, I like made it and everything, it's actually like wealthy people. They really just like they're the ones they really don't care about the brand trying to show off and everything else they're they're not like that and yeah they're not and Uh, you know it's more it's more massively like you know it's mass accepted like now as like a fashion you know fashion trends and everything else it's mass accepted so guess what it's just lost like all of this like shine and quality because it's mass like accepted by everybody it's it's affordable now so
0: yeah i, I don't get it to me i'm not enough of a consumer to and I don't, i'm not saying that with some kind of like self-importance it's it's i mean i mean maybe but like the, the reality of it is that like that's just not my mentality like right. um e- like even just like and consuming the things that i like you know like i go on to uh streaming uh services you know like all the what all this new smart tvs have uh mm-hmm. you know like i always go i always go i'll go on to those things looking for something in particular you know like last night i got home and i was like i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna you know like you know download whichever app so that i can look uh, because that is where uh obsession brian de palma's movie one of the few ones of his i have not seen yet which has uh cliff robertson who is uh uncle ben in the sam raimi spider-man it was one of his earlier films you know like oh it has him in it and yada yada and i downloaded whichever app so i could go and i could watch that uh on there and everything and like that's my mentality you know like um uh like or, or another example like um you know at one time in the last few years it occurred to me like you know i really like ivana lynch the actress who plays luna lovegood in harry potter what the hell else is she in i love her i loved her as luna what i need more of her and then i go on to her imdb and then i'm looking at what else she's been in and there was this obscure like it's like kind of um indie uh irish movie she was in a few years ago um that subsequently i I've, I've seen it like 10 times i bought it on amazon prime video and i have a digital copy i've watched like 10 times uh called my name is emily and it's this great coming of age film about this uh uh this precocious young lady who uh she uh she goes on a road trip with uh, her new friend slash love interest to spring her father who is a uh, a uh, a writer out of a mental institution and um but again you know like i went th- onto whichever streaming app, you know, looking for something with an agenda, you know, whereas I feel like a lot of people, uh, the way everyone talks now, like they use this term that pisses the fucking shit out of me. I hate it so much. They call everything content now. And it it, it really, it it chips away at my soul. Uh, like everything now it's like, no one, it used to be like, uh, I like, I, I go, I come home from work and I watch insert name of my favorite show or whatever. You know, on TV. Now it's I go home and Netflix. I go home and I hulu. It's like the people don't care. It's like, you know, it's everything is like a large, like a smaller cog of something and it's like totally stripped away. And um it reminds me of the Pink Floyd song, you know, uh, another brick in the wall, because I feel like that's what literally happens. It's oh everything, it's content now. It's all like these rows, these columns of genres when you go into the streaming uh the the platform or whatever and everything is just you know in a column they're all bricks in the fucking wall now and that term didn't annoy me um like like 10 15 years ago like it made sense like if you go uh like you know if you like a video game was like rated uh, M because of you know, there's like adult content or there's or like on a, a CD, you know, like he has like the parental advisory sticker because of mature content. it's like mm-hmm. that felt like a, it was being properly used because it was referring to yeah. the inner workings right. of you know of a of a piece, you know but when uh but when the record or the film or the TV show or whatever is referred to uh you know, as being like oh, just a piece of something you know bigger that's when I think we've taken a wrong term somewhere and it really. It really pisses me off, it's, just, it's like a catch-all fucking term for anything that's been digitized now. And I think, uh, you know, here's my my uh, where I draw the line in the sand is that if uh, your art form, if you're whatever you've created, if it predates the existence of the internet, then people can't be throwing the c word at it. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's right. The the content is like the equivalency of what cunt is is the c word to everyone else. That's that's how much. It, that is the 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 major psychotic animosity I have towards it. Like uh, film, music, uh, even I'm not a video game guy. I've never got into them. But you know, in all fairness, that was something predating the existence of the, the internet. Yeah. That you know, you could physically go and get a game to car, cartridge or whatever, buy a video game, and it existed. It was something that people programmed, created uh, music, voice acting, programmed everything. Um, so like, I'm not going to accept that. And it's like, where are we going to draw the line here? I feel like, you know, someday I'm going to hear people talking about AA Milne, uh, the creator of Winnie the Pooh. And it's going to be like, oh, AA Milne was a content creator active in the early 1900s. His work on the, uh, uh, extended Winnie the Pooh universe created, you know, uh, uh, countless revenue streams and content for Disney plus, you know, like what the fuck, you know, or like, um. I don't know. I feel like I, even just like you know, it's gonna get really exaggerated. Like I'm gonna be at the bar, right? And uh, you know that one, you know, sleaze bag biker is gonna be like walk, you know, uh, walking over to the the woman sitting by herself at the bar. And he's gonna be like, you know, lecherously growling at her, like, "Hey, baby." where's the content let's see the content and then like her boyfriend is gonna like suddenly like walk out of the men's room and see it and be like hey man you best back the fuck away from my woman or i'm gonna beat the content out of you and then the barmaid is gonna be like now boys take the content outside i mean what are 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 humans are we just fucking content now are our pregnant women content creators like I, i fucking hate it you know like yeah, so anyway, so going back to consumerism, i uh, yeah, I guess I just not I didn't get into the content thing.
1: You know, um which you brought up a point about that and the one thing that I want to like literally like stab people in the face is the like boy mom and I was like what the fuck is that? Just say you're you have a son. I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm a girl mom. I'm a boy mom. I'm like, I'm a girl dad. I'm a. Like, well, like, what? That Oh gosh, that like irritates the fuck out of me. And I was oh, like, oh yeah, I, I only started hearing I'm this like, in the last few sad years. Sad people so badly for saying that shit. And of course, there's like this whole <clears throat> thing about, uh, you know, mothers that have this very image. You know, incestuous relationship with their sons, and it's like a whole TikTok. Oh God, I don't even have TikTok. I deleted TikTok. Uh, it, I, I'm not like on so there. Which like everyone tells me it's supposed to be crazy. That's so crazy. But oh, that's
0: gross. Yeah, it is that's gross. gross.
1: It's super gross. But let's go right. ahead and like on a lighter mood as we're gonna get with the next trivia. Touches. Trivia,
0: yeah, right.
1: Trivia, trivia. Which is your favorite? Which one is better? Fruit snacks or fruit roll-ups
0: uh i want to say fruit snacks because those were always easier to get past like the teacher like if you were eating them in class whereas like the roll-ups were like a huge project that like you couldn't just nibble on yeah
1: I concur. Even you can sneak them like in your pocket while you at work, knowing you're not supposed to be on the floor eating or drinking. But you know, I didn't give a damn. I just walked around like I was the manager with my coffee in my hand yeah. and sometimes chicken nuggets in my light pocket and fruit snacks. So yeah, fruit snacks are there. You go. End. There you are. So next question and final question, last trivia question. Are they really apples in the Big Apple, or pears, or bananas, kumquats, pistachios?
0: I don't know. I'm uh, truthfully, I'm not much of a uh, a, a fruit eating guy to to know. Um, I don't know. Not that we were, were particularly famous for it. I don't think. Um, I, I don't know where that term derives from. To be honest, uh, I, if this was like like if we were referred to as like the big chunky slice of pizza or something that would have held more validity. But I don't know about apples. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I've never been to New York. The closest I've been was, uh, Philadelphia, like the city of love, but you know, there's some,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, I was just like, what the fuck is, like, why did they call Big Apple? I'm like, is there apples up there? You know, why did, I that's, like, one of the questions I always wanted to ask, is, like, why did they call it that? Is it because of apple trees, or?
0: No, well, I don't, I have no idea. I mean, the only correlation I'm getting is that fucking, like, I don't know. In the uh, the nineteen thirty three, the original King Kong, uh, the and it, I think this is uh, recreated in the Peter Jackson version. Set like, in New York City, like uh, <laughs> so fucking random. Uh, uh, the main character, uh, Anne Darrow, as played by Faye Ray and then Naomi Watts. She's like shoplifting an apple and she gets caught. And then the director of the film who casts her. Uh, gets her off the hook. I don't know. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the only correlation apples have with New York City to me, and it didn't even happen in real life. So I don't know.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so there right, you go. I don't know. Go
1: ahead and wrap it up. Can we get a Thank big? What so if it was like like uh,
0: the great uh-huh. pumpkin, the big pumpkin? I don't know. That would be cooler.
1: That would be cool. But Kai, yeah. I like to thank you so much for like joining me, you know. And um, no, no, thank you, Kisha. It was plug, a pleasure. Plug what's coming up, like especially with this like new um, single that's out. Um, I'm really excited. And you know what? I appreciate for like the little sneak listen and everything. Loved it. Oh, loved yeah. it. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs>
2: So go ahead
1: plug that out and uh, plug your socials where people can find you and all that good jazz. Take it away.
0: Yeah, uh, His Girl Friday the 13th uh, will be out on Friday, January 12th. So uh, hit that pre-save button. Uh, I think it's on my Instagram uh, to turn time forward one day and save yourself from evil, seductive uh forces well actually who the fuck am i kidding there is no escape so uh but you know listen to it when it comes out um regardless and uh yeah so that's coming out on the 12th and um uh to be determined but we uh we are shooting the uh the video for the last song read off a remnants this month act accordingly and um uh yeah so my Instagram, uh, which is the main social media I use, because I'm not on TikTok or anything like that, is uh, uh, just at my name, Kai, K-A-I, Caldro, K-A-L-D-R-O. And uh, Spotify is the main music uh, platform that I, I focused on, but my music is out on every single music platform. Uh, Apple awesome. Music, uh Tidal. Um, Amazon music, it's everywhere. So uh and all everything I've done is on YouTube as well. So uh there you go.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. And guys, do thank you, check Keisha. Him out, you're welcome. Guys, do check him out um on his socials. Um, listen to his music. I'm telling you, he has like some bomb-ass, like amazing like music, y'all, because. If you are a heavy metal fan, if you love your rock, you know he is that guy for you. And I really do appreciate like this is to me it's like an emergence of like that genre like coming out because you know like we've talked about it's been polarized and you know it used to be really big back in my day and and it came like to like a kind of like a polarization. But you know you're gonna change that because whoo. Jesus, we need some <laughs> we need some we need some new blood up in here. I'm serious, guy. We need some new blood and oh, no, it's to- coming. I'm
0: I'm I'm glad to be the uh I'm glad to be the uh the agitator, the assailant, you know. I think I love uh it. hopefully the, it. Ghoul, the 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 mission statement is that uh the uh blue blood will uh, it's gonna fill up into pools swimming with all us freaks and ghouls.
2: Ooh, you get the joy. Yeah, i may i may have okay, potentially like re-
0: re- revealed lyrics of upcoming s- song and recording too early but actually let that be a preview of what's to come the best is yet to come i'll say that uh awesome. all of these are from our our, our singles being drip fed from a whole lp in the works uh that we've been doing song for song so uh yeah there'll never be any uh, you know like any person you know I, I sometimes i run out of time or budget or whatever but i never uh, run out of uh you know ideas and the energy to uh to actuate them so uh yeah there'll be never be any shortage from uh of uh, music or anything from uh from me
1: awesome awesome well thank you kai and i so do appreciate you just chopping it up with me and everybody no, thank you for
0: Thank you for having me, Keisha. It means a lot.
1: Follow, we'll follow, And of course, y'all can catch me on Instagram at the Random Horror Show, Facebook, and you might be seeing me on Patreon a little bit and YouTube also. So like.
0: Oh, man, you got Patreon. You got a whole like, you know, inner circle of loyal followers, man. That's that's good. I, I need to get on one on that myself
1: yeah for real that's I awesome. said might as well just do something different this 2024 so yeah and if you are a indie you know filmmaker author, horror content created content not the video. Oh, man. <laughs> you you're you're good at your art okay you're good at your art and everything else out there. um you can drop me a line at the random show at gmail.com. And thank you all, appreciate your listening ears. I'm Keisha Lacey and this is The Random Horror Show.
0: Drop her a line, she's a a groovy hostess. Thank you.